Hey, this is Nick here. I wanted to send a quick message to the founders out there. If you're raising your first round of capital and you're not located in the Bay Area, New York City, or Boston, we'd love to connect with you. Newstack leads deals for founders that don't fit the standard Silicon Valley profile and are located in undercapitalized areas. If that describes you, or if you know a startup that fits that description, please send us an email. It's team at newstack.vc. Now here's a word from our partners. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome to another special release of Investor Stories. On this installment, the experts discuss a startup that they did not invest in, why they passed, and if there was a key learning that now informs their approach. Here's the segment called Why I Passed. On today's special segment, we have Jonathan Struhl of Indicator Ventures. Jonathan, can you tell us about a startup that you were very interested in but chose not to invest in and why it was that you passed? One of the companies that I stay awake at night when I think about is a company that we were looking to invest in. I was investing with my partners as angels, but we were transitioning from angel investing to raising a fund. We did not have the liquidity. Our fund wasn't set up, so we had to pass, even though we knew this would be a great investment. It's a company called Fresh Plum. Fresh Plum, we saw the deal. The three of us, my two partners, sat in the room and said, we have to invest. And we talked about it and talked about it and turned out that we just weren't at the time. We had way too much going on and liquidity concerns. So we passed. And then a couple months later, they got acquired by a company called Telepart. And then about six months, seven months, maybe eight months after that, uh, Telepart got acquired by Twitter for like $550 million. There's a bunch of other examples, but that was a, an investment we saw and we immediately loved and got away. On today's special segment, we have Mike Collette of Promus Ventures. Mike, can you tell us about a startup that you're very interested in, but ultimately pass on, and why it was that you passed? You know, there's a, there's a bunch of names I could give you of ridiculously great companies that we passed on. I think sometimes when I hear people say this as well, it's as if they could have been in the deal. And most of the times when we're talking to people, we'll hopefully give a We'll hopefully give a fast no, right? So, you know, I don't, maybe they wouldn't have even picked us at the end of the day. So I won't presume that. So I'll, I'll stay confidential in name, but you know, I I like talking about these things just because it just shows you how many things you miss, how many things we miss. And then what do we learn from that? And, you know, we were, um, last year we referred by one of the founders in our portfolio, uh, to two friends that were building just a shockingly innovative fintech startup. And they had done all the hard work in the regulatory area. They you know, had experience running startups. They checked out with others who we knew them. They had a great network. And you know, they brought on a great early team. But the valuation, and we, we talked about valuation, but the valuation was just high, like uncanny high, way out of market. And um, I mean, it wasn't an uncapped note which is a whole nother thing, but it was a very high, it was just a very high cap vis-a-vis the market. And, um, and I passed and part of us, we were saying like, 
why are these guys doing that? Like, do they think they're that great that they deserve that? And, you know, you, you sort of in your mind start going there, uh, wondering why people do that. And, and in a retrospect, they've gone to have terrific success. And I, I mean, we're so stoked for them and the, the less, a lot of lessons, but like my, my gut said that thesis was as disruptive as it gets in a huge market, but I got hung up on the valuation and not on the thesis. And, um, you know, I, I've written about this before too. Like we never start with valuation, right? You always got to be so keyed on the thesis of what the team is doing that maybe the valuation is higher than you'd like. In this case, it was way, it was way out of range, but at the end of the day, it's about people, product and potential, which is, you know, our mantra and, you know, if you got to pay a high price, we'll maybe put a little lower in if the company still, you know, wants that amount in. So it was a great lesson for us. Getting hung up on valuation is a really stupid thing. It's just, and, and, and you can lose out on things that become very, very large businesses if you get hung up on a number and then somehow, you know, put that onto the founders as if they're some megalomaniac crew who think they're, you know, rock stars and they weren't, and they didn't, they weren't that way. Right. I just was like, why did you do that? So yes, we're valuation sensitive and and everything, but, but we're not investing in series J rounds. Right. I mean, as, as guys where we're investing down in pre-A again, you know, that was a great lesson for us just to make sure always, always lead with thesis. And, um, if it's a little higher than you want, that's okay. Because again, it's binary. There, this is either going to be a massive outcome or not. At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. It feels like every new company is using Carta, and there's already 16,000 VC-backed companies on the platform. They also offer tools and services for VCs like fund administration. Carta has an army of fund accountants delivering high-quality service and dedicated teams of engineers constantly improving the functionality of their user-friendly investor platform with in-app quarterly reporting, real-time fund metrics, LP portals, and more. It's also easy to switch from an existing fund administrator or to augment your in-house team with their service. Learn more about their services at carta.com forward slash investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Charles Hudson of Precursor Ventures. Charles, can you talk about reasons you commonly pass on an investment and or mention a pass that you made that you now regret? Yeah, so I I pass on, I would say the number one reason I pass on companies in this environment is that there's not enough novelty or original thinking in the product that they're building to sustain a company for more than 12, 15 months. I certainly meet companies that say, well, LinkedIn can't do this. Google can't do this. Facebook, I'm like, well, there's a big difference between can't and haven't done it yet. Right. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a really good example. I met a super talented team. I thought they were great. They were building a product that was kind of like city guides for Airbnb hosts. 
It was a beautiful product. They were really smart. And I just said, this to me seems so core to Airbnb. Don't they have to build this? And you know, they had a really thoughtful answer to me as to like why they thought there was room and opportunity to build this and why it wasn't a top priority for Airbnb. And I just couldn't get there with the competitive landscape, despite the fact that I thought the founders are super impressive. And then Airbnb kind of rolls out their city guides product pretty recently. (laughs) And it's clear to me that they're going to put energy and effort behind it. Now, look, that company could still end up building a better product and could end up having a good outcome. But that was when I just wasn't quite convinced that the white space for the company was was sufficient and that the swim lane was deep enough for them to build something really interesting. And I'd say the other reason I tend to pass on companies is just, I just don't like the market. I either don't like or don't understand the market that they're in. And that the cost in terms of time and energy for me to get up to speed in their market is just too great. Got it. Is it classic uh, examples of why people don't like markets? Like margins are bad, market shrinking, uh, yep. too fickle and heterogeneous of customers or... Are there other yeah, things? a lot of those are like you, you, you named you named the top ones for me, like bad bad margin structure or pricing. Some of them I'm just like, this is a race to the bottom. There's another one I would add in this environment, which is there are some highly funded irrational competitors. And I I mean irrational in the sense that they're spending money, they're losing money on every transaction to establish a market position that will allow them to consolidate the market in the future. And so you, a little startup, might not have the resources to weather the storm until the time at which things become more rational. Interesting. I know a lot of those right now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, we're, we're in a moment where there's quite a few of those. That will wrap up this installment of Investor Stories. Head over to thefullratchet.net to leave a comment, sign up for the newsletter, or find resources discussed on any of the episodes. Until next time, remember to over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for listening.